to go downtown. Downtown, hey! Good morning, good afternoon, good night, and welcome to another week's episode of Downtown World Podcast. That's Don't Waste No Time with Negativity. I'm your girl, Kay, and I am truly excited to have this queen in here with us today. Some may call her a journalist, some may call her a digital media marketer. I call her a queen, guru. She is a humble soul. I will remind her of how I met her. And as well, <laughs> just an all-around person that really advocates for helping minority groups be better in their businesses as creators and in the music industry. So Nina Reyes, welcome. Hey, thank you. I really do appreciate your introduction, Kay. Um, I'm super honored to be here, super excited and super um, just delighted overall to share about my journey, about my career, hopefully give some good advice. Hopefully, um, you know, you guys can definitely take some good knowledge out of this and information um so yeah super excited thank you here at downtown world we say eat fruit and mind your business so <laughs> I do suspect that you'll be giving a lot of fruit today which is why I'm so honored to have you here uh I really want to say like you've done so much and your resume is so mm-hmm. extensive and like sometimes do you ever get a chance to really look back and like look at all the things you've done in terms of like interviews working in radio the amount of people you've yeah. helped learn radio like mm-hmm. all those things do you get time to really reflect on what you've done yeah I actually I feel like in order to sometimes stay motivated and to stay passionate and to sometimes you know um, continue finding that self-drive you sometimes have to look at your previous work and things that you did accomplish in order to still keep you to give you kind of like a reminder of like what you have already accomplished and what you're capable of and knowing that you know there's no limitations set to what you can do and um Sometimes, you know, there was a point where you probably doubted yourself and felt like, okay, well, I I couldn't do this and you ended up doing it. So I feel like that about my previous work where it's like, you know, maybe, you know, at that time I doubted my, my capabilities and my abilities to do it and I still performed well. So if I could do that, then there's no reason why I should have fear of, you know, what's to come or jumping on the next opportunity. So sometimes you, you have to look at your work as a reminder of who you are and what you can do and and why you know you invested so many years and time into it so you have to look at it as a refresher um and I think that's important and I'm sure a lot of creatives um go through the same thing you know there's painters there's artists singers musicians who they have to look at their previous works and say look I did this show I packed that show out or I did you know this event and look how great it went so why am I giving up now you know I've done all these things and it's a reminder of you are in your path (laughs) you know so um yeah I definitely look at my stuff to to remind myself No, that's definitely a beautiful space to be in because a lot of times, like even early on when I, you know, first started forming this blog, it was Mm -hmm. like, you know, it has small wins. I won't even say small because to me, every win was huge, you know, Mm -hmm. even like me being able to speak with you today, that is a huge win to me because the fact that I'm like this young black girl from Toronto, Canada, um, (laughs) the hood literally and 
like growing to the young woman I'm becoming today I I don't take that for granted you know Mm -hmm. and I find some people along the way of course we're not always going to have cheerleaders and Mm -hmm. you know they'd be like humble yourself or you know Mm -hmm. and it's like why can't I ever say out loud something good that I've done like why does that why do you think people just automatically turn to quieting you instead of trying to build you up Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like a lot of people sometimes are intimidated by your potential, sometimes because people feel like they can't accomplish it themselves. So sometimes people project on you, they will make you feel like, well, if if I couldn't do it, like, what makes you think like you're capable? And they do it in a subconscious level. Some people don't even realize that they're doing it intentionally or that they're like portraying some form of malice, but it technically is, Um, you know, like before we got on this call, I did mention to you about like envy and, you know, things in the industry that are very real. And sometimes you have to like, understand that you're going to deal with people like that. And sometimes it'd be your family, your own loved ones. It could be a friend. And, um, it hurts even more because it comes from people that are directly in your circle sometimes. So you have to kind of like see it for what it is and just know, okay, well, I got to detach myself a bit from that person and kind of like focus on my life path. Mm -hmm. And because that stuff kind of starts, It's so dangerous having people who push negativity onto you because you will start to believe it. You get me? Like people will make you feel like what I'm saying to you is true. And it's, it's, it's something called the power of the tongue. And Mm -hmm. this is a big gem, right? Like Mm -hmm. we, we constantly say spells, everything that comes out of your mouth, like it becomes like, it becomes your reality. It becomes what you think. It becomes how you behave and how you act. So even people saying things to you can take a huge effect on you. That's why, you know, sometimes people say, you know, words hurt more than, you know, somebody physically hitting you Mm. because words are powerful. Mm. Um, That's something that stays with you mentally and it it could stay with you your whole life. It could stay there for years and it's still, it's there subconsciously, even if you're not always thinking about it, it's kind of like a reminder that's still um, in your mind. So I would say, you know, when you have situations and peers and friends who say stuff like that to you, you know, just be careful, remove yourself, um, you know, and protect your mind. Mm, 1000%, (laughs) 1000%. You know, I, I know that um, RAP pop smoke, and it doesn't eliminate, you know, all the work that you've done. But uh, that was, I can say personally for me, like no internet cap stuff. <laughs> I can't even fully explain it, but that one was a situation that definitely like touched me. Oh, but yeah. then I realized it would have, you know, and you personally got to like speak with him on and off camera, mm-hmm. most likely. And I just wanted to get your thoughts, you know, because you are based or you're from New York, you represent the Bronx. Mm-hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong. I am from the Bronx. Yeah, yes. from New York City. <laughs> shout out! You're. I know you people are proud. <laughs> we be proud of our home. Yeah, I think us New Yorkers are very prideful. Like we, I love it. Love our city. <laughs> I love it, though. I love it. Right. Um. Yeah. My dad he used to be in New York, and he used to be a cab driver, and he had the Lincoln, the navy blue, and yeah. they used to have the big uh, yeah, yeah. So definitely love it. <laughs> uh, but when it comes to like pop smoke, and you know, here in Toronto, very similar. Like, a lot is going on in the city. A lot is going on mm-hmm. in the city, and um, it's not that I don't want to support all the young people as much as possible but it's like at a certain point I'm kind of tired of talking and I need you guys to understand like I want you to fix up more and stop inviting this energy into your life I know Mm -hmm. it's hard so that we could just see you really prosper 
out there and win you know what is just your thoughts you know you're in the media and we do have a certain power to a degree and you know these young women these young men these young people they're out there and unfortunately they're getting involved in things that are sometimes even out of their control you know Mm -hmm. just what are your thoughts and your feelings on that and being in the media space yeah I think that um like with the situation with pop smoke I think that was definitely negligence right like not having security not making sure that the people that are in your space um are checked you know that you know them personally maybe a lot of times celebrities and artists and talent are bringing sometimes unwanted people into their space and you know sometimes you will set yourself up in a way where you know maybe it wasn't intentional but it happens um and sometimes it could be someone in your own entourage it could be someone in your own team who will backstab you um you know whether to rob you to murder you there's like a whole bunch of different factors right and there's a lot of gang affiliations I think that's a big part about the industry it's a lot it's very cliquish it's like you know I'm a part of this set I'm a part of this group I'm with this gang you know if I'm if I'm trying to go from one coast to another I gotta ask for permission and I gotta get clearance like you know these are things that are real people are very territorial and it's like it sucks that we treat ourselves like that I find that that's something that is you know it's a thing more in the black and hispanic community that we push you know um I feel like we always do things that are very divisive between us and I find that these are things where it's like you know what like we're all the same let's create art together let's find ways to collaborate there's so much money to make um, and all that beef and you know the guns and all that put it down you know like go into spaces with a peaceful mind don't go in thinking you know you got to meet somebody else's ego and then meet them with your ego and then that's where conflict leads and yeah. you know um yeah I think it's a matter of protecting yourself so you know like I said I think with the possible situation it was negligence he should have had security he should have had you know a nice team around him um instead of like moving around like he's not a celebrity (laughs) you know um I will also say that um for some cases when it comes to gang violence and just having beef in the music industry is stuff that we just got to let go because we're out here killing each other senselessly um you know especially with like drill music like in New York City it's happening a lot there's a lot of big teenage kids they're like 15 16 20 years old um murdering each other over some rap song like you know what i'm saying or but it's not just rap because they'd be having actual neighborhoods and stuff um or sometimes you know one of them killed the other boys vans and now it's like you know ongoing and yeah yeah so i think these are things that we need to resolve with love and we need to start looking at each other like we represent one like we're from the same city we're all trying to come up we're trying to be alive. We're trying to be healthy. So why are we destroying ourselves? Like, mm-hmm. why why can't we make some music and it doesn't have to be towards you? Let's just let go of that. Like, let me just make music of substance. Like, I could, I could put another message out that doesn't have to be a this song. Facts. <laughs> you know, or that is violating something that means a lot to you or sacred to you or whatever. Like, um, we could easily be respectful. A lot of issues could be fixed, but people can't see past that, you know? Facts. And I will say, you know, uh, one of the people I also do follow on social media is um, Drewski. And Mm -hmm. I'm sure you're familiar with him as well. Yeah. And (laughs) I I don't because I don't know the full politics. So I will say that's where I first seen this challenge. I'm not sure if he's like the Mm -hmm. starter of this recent challenge I've been seeing where he's just kind of like, yeah, we rock with Jill music, but I'm not like playing anymore. If you're talking about like 
you know, your ops and like people's bodies and stuff like that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I really, I kind of do want to champion that. And I kind of already have kind of been doing that without saying it, but he's kind of like forces, he's not forcing these men, but like helping to bring awareness to say, Hey, you can be on this type Mm -hmm. of beat, this drill music and still like make fire music without really being that type of like violent or as like mm-hmm. boastful with it in our record you know we've seen Kanye West do it with Donda too and like so many projects on and on where we know they have present like beef going on but there's still a way you can kind of like go about it just what are your thoughts on that you're actually mm-hmm. like from the city I'm just like a spectator <laughs> you know on the outside but how do you feel about that um you see I feel like what Drewski did in this situation is really good because he has a platform that is a big platform he works for one of the biggest radio stations in New York City which is one of the biggest markets in the world in the United States specifically um especially within hip-hop and R&B so you know he's at Hot he's at Hot 97 and he's a great DJ and he also breaks a lot of talent in the city so if you're doing underground music he's going to these different showcases he's watching you he's picking up new people bringing in new records into the station so he's definitely scouting for people right and once you hit hot 97 and now other people in new york are hearing you and you start to pop off it's very easy for you to eventually reach fame you know, um, it takes time, you know, like fame is not one thing that happens overnight and it's something that's continuous and you continue to work on. But um, yeah, you can have that one song and once it's in, in the station in New York, your whole life could really change, you know? <laughs> so he's really letting people know like, hey, I do have power, right? And because I have power, I have the ear of our executives here at Hot 97. I am a good DJ. I am in the music scene. Um, and if you continue to um, promote violence through your music, I get to stop that. And it's good because now it makes you feel as a talent like, well, I want to be on Hot 97. So I don't want to be pushing music like that, you know? So it's kind mm-hmm. of like, I feel like what he's doing is very effective. And I support it 100%, you know, like, He's doing something to kind of like slow it down. And sometimes you have to take like something like someone's privilege or their power in order to make them recognize like where they're wrong. And an artist doesn't want to lose an opportunity like that, you know? So, yeah. Facts. Um, I 1000% agree with that. And then I'm mm-hmm. hoping on my side, I can affect that change as well because Toronto, it's like crazy. You yeah. Know, hands down. Um, so also when we're moving forward, it is... Um, Black History Month slash Black Future Month. Um, mm-hmm. I know not all people do agree with the statement that I'm going to make, but I know you represent for like the Latina community, but I do kind of, I do see us all as one. I don't really like separate mm-hmm. the two, even though I know that's huge controversy over time, you know? <laughs> that's how I got you, yeah. Yeah, you know, um, just being in this space and everything going on this month, you know, what is some like, advice that you would give to our minority creators out there um especially in times like this where there's so many different avenues or things you can report on and yeah that nature like what advice would you give creators out there yeah so some advice I would give creators during you know this pandemic time and time (laughs) where like just the world is transitioning right like from a media aspect, we're becoming more technological. Um, Everything is just technologically advancing. And um, 
it, just life is changing. So make sure that you are building skill sets that you can leverage, right? Like, you know, a lot of jobs now in our profession are virtual um, and they're expecting it to stay like that for maybe a long time, maybe forever. A lot of people are not going to return to certain offices um, and some people are going to save a lot of rent money like companies and they get to allow the employees to be from home. Some employees want to be home. Um, yeah. Some people are doing more of like a hybrid version too, where it's like some days at the office, sometimes at home. But the people that get to enjoy those things, for example, um, like in the corporate but creative aspect, are the people who have built skill sets that they can leverage and make good money. So for example, in the tech business, right? Like there are people making easily six figures right now, left and right, you know? And they're leveraging their skill sets, like even me. Um, I worked for uh, one big media company, a big media agency called Universal McCann. Um, I was making less than what I felt like I deserved. I ended up leaving the company, ended up finding another huge company um, that is international called Mediacom. And now I'm making six figures. You know, so I leverage, thank you, thank you. I leveraged my skills in portfolio management, which I did previously to find something that is gonna grant me more money, more access that can allow me to grow, um, to build, you know, even more skill sets that's someday I can use elsewhere, you know? And I feel like that's how people need to think. You need to think progressively as a creative. Um, you need to find, hey, like, you know, there's certain things right now in our world that are very necessary and needed. They're looking for, there's a lot of shortages yes. and staff. So they need a lot of people. So make sure that you, you know, if you need a certificate, if you need a license, if you need a permit, go take those okay. tests, go learn it. Go, you know, you know there's money out here. Um, you just gotta go find it. <laughs> No, I love that. And I hope yeah. that whoever's listening to this conversation or watching right now, you were touched by that. And this is your yeah. sign to really go and start and do that because there's jobs mm -hmm. out here for real yeah. and yeah. money to be made. Uh, <laughs> and I, and I love that, like you saying that there's no part of me that's like, oh, you know, I'm like, yes, another woman <laughs> doing this, this makes it easier. So when yeah. it becomes our time, you know, we can really have our foot in the door and in the space. And it's so mm -hmm. important, you know? Being, yeah. being uh, one of your roles, digital marketer, and you're so like knowledgeable in that space, um, what would you say was, because you were also doing this before the, the panini, sorry, had started. <laughs> so what is like, what of like, was there any huge transition you can really talk about to say, mm -hmm. this is something that kind of changed for me with work? Um, or was it like easy breezy, got more clients, mm -hmm. kept rolling? Like, what was your experience with that? Um, it's actually funny during the pandemic, before the pandemic started, I was a teacher and um, I was a teacher, but I was also a journalist. So I still yeah. was writing for Blue Magazine. I was still working with different outlets, um, but I also taught. It gave me a lot of, as a teacher, I had a lot of flexibility with my time. Um, it's not as demanding as people think if you manage your time properly. Um, and I found, you know, eventually when the pandemic hit, I started doing a transition into marketing. So I started taking a lot of courses, started learning more of PR, learning more of marketing. Um, and I was just taking these courses online. That's why I literally like mentioned, like, go get those certificates, go get those licenses, go learn new things, because there's a lot of jobs out here that are paying a lot of money 
for certain skill sets and marketing is one of those marketing is needed everywhere like every brand every business every anything that is influential um whether you're famous a celebrity BET needs marketing you know every VH1 needs marketing um radio stations need marketing everything needs marketing everything (laughs) yeah so I was like okay I want to be in a very like high demand type of um industry and you know marketing is considered media so we call like we call them media agencies right so you're doing everything from the graphic designing we have the creative side but we also have the side where we're doing the strategy and the implementing and the execution so um you know i i realized like okay i want to be a part of that i ended up falling into portfolio management so i i became easily one of the leaders in it where um, I was leading these campaigns and, you know, I, I'm overseeing, I'm making the final decisions. I kind of have a final say in yes. things. And, you know, those things is like, okay, that comes with a lot, a lot of power, a lot of responsibility, yes. but I found it to be great. I found it to be aligned with who I am and what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a three-year-old son, so I get to like work from home and be with my kid and do things and travel, you know? So it's like, it's fun. And it's all about, like I said, leveraging your skill sets. Um, I feel like that's when I really started realizing the importance of marketing. And eventually, I started practicing how to implement those marketing skills into social media. So I started building brands, helping clients, I created my own business called Raver Media during the pandemic. In Raver Media, I offer branding, marketing, um, PR services. We pretty much help you with everything you need if you are trying to like grow a presence or a foundation business-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, like to have that, I think is, is awesome. You know, having graphic designers on my team, having, you know, videographers on my team, having, you know, um, just a team of people where we're, we're making your brand pop off. Mm-hmm. And I feel like... <laughs> um, that's a blessing. You know, it's a it blessing. Yeah. It truly is. And like sometimes even with like my clients, I hate, like I don't like people who say my name and everything. I like to be mm-hmm. really like low-key and just behind the scenes about everything. But mm-hmm. it just makes me feel so good. Like, you know, when you see your work out there and you're like, yes, yeah. it's working out for them. Like it's, you know, it's just a good feeling. I can't describe it. Yeah. <laughs> That happened to me. Um, so I, 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 the previous company I was at was American Express. And um, with American Express, I would like see, like I was managing their campaigns. So I would, from an international aspect at that. So I would get like on the train here in New York and then I'm seeing like the ads inside and seeing billboards and I'm like seeing like, a kiosk. Uh, and I'm like, wow, like, you know, like I'm a part of that. Like when you actually see it physically and in person, um, like when you see a billboard that you were a part of, like you just might be like, well, wow, like, different. you know, that, that yeah. It, yeah, it hits very different. Yeah. Um, it's like, okay, maybe all those hours are worth it. <laughs> And, you know, my uh, family background is Jamaican and my mom's like traditional Christian. Yeah. So it's like being first generation of immigration here in Canada is like everything to them is just like get a job. You stay in that job forever. You don't leave, you know, and you do nothing (laughs) to upset that job. So it's like now that, you know, the world is digitizing and all this stuff is happening. It's like finally Mm -hmm. to my mom, maybe I don't seem so crazy or like the jobs that, you know, the things that we found easy, now you can just do it and it's good to go. Uh, yeah. 
exactly right like 15 year olds are making like six figures and it's like this is crazy but it's amazing yeah. at the, <laughs> the same world time is crazy y'all. it has definitely changed um you know still a lot of people struggling but there's still a lot of people also finding a way and you know there's a lot of options there's people really just monetizing off of like Instagram and YouTube and and making a nice load of money it's crazy these days so um it really you know it's all discipline based if you really want it you'll do it and you'll go for it um and if it's really a part of your path and your journey it will always come and find you it's like it's always going to come back it's going to be a reminder you need to do this this is a part of you but you also gotta you gotta listen to the message and you also gotta follow what is supposed to lead you you know fruit you're giving it today um so I see that you are are you still a part of eight at the table no I used to be Mm -hmm. okay so I won't go further there um I see also that you you did speak speak on Raven Media and offering like different resources within that being branding Mm -hmm. and things like that one of the things that you know um definitely I seen you were promoting and I was like really interested in it and happy that you were like going towards more of this path because when I initially had discovered you um I actually met you in a media room on clubhouse and yeah. like <laughs> I never left your socials or anything since so I'm grateful for the bit of time I spent over there and I was able to really find some amazing women doing their thing but you offer a master class right and mm-hmm. you break down a lot in that master class what are my pet peeves with these courses right is mm-hmm. I feel like there's a set of people that just like rope all these people in but the information really isn't there. they're not really giving what needs to be gave like if I I'm just you. being honest and then the turnover rates is like it's so low so technically you're only selling just to in my opinion make money off of the student um just the information you give alone on social media I'm like I know what people are paying for has to be super fire is that something that you were like aware of Nino when you were creating you know these classes for people to learn mm-hmm. more and grow within their brands and things like that yeah so um I have offered like a journalism master class and a marketing master class one of them was um on the black women in media conference which was around November of 2021 and um, I also have done it with black women um black girls in media sorry and um yeah I was able to you know give a a course to you know two different audiences and groups of women um you know those who are more finding their path and their journey and those who are more already like in the business itself um and that are powerful women in media you know that are trailblazers and that to me was definitely a privilege um because you know I feel like knowledge, right, is supposed to be shared. I always say this and I always like stress upon that. That's why at one point I was a teacher. Um, Mm -hmm. I do care about kids. I do care about teaching. I do care about, you know, passing your information forward. Like you don't learn something so you can hoard it. You know, like that's, God didn't put you here. I'm a huge God believer. God did not put you here to just, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) yeah. I don't feel like God put you here so you can just keep this knowledge to yourself. So I share my knowledge. I've done it for free. Um, I'm always like mentoring people, just even my friends. I'm like, hey, look, I learned this new thing. Like you should try this out, <laughs> you know? Yes. I'm like, I think it's going to be really beneficial for you, like for your path, your growth. Yes. So 
you know, right there, I'm passing knowledge forward. I'm learning something. I'm telling you about it because I want you to use it. And, you know, hopefully it'll do bring some kind of change to your brand, your business, to you, however, spiritually, physically, financially. Um, so I'm very big on like, you know, having accurate information, teaching. I'm like, even when I come on these interviews, like, you know, in the interview we're having today, I'm sharing information. You I'm are. like, I'm sharing to you how my mind processes and the things that I know that works. And mm-hmm. that I think will be beneficial for you and your progress and your growth to anyone who's listening, right? Yeah. So it's kind of like one of those things. Um, I think knowledge is definitely for you to keep pushing. Yes. No, I truly do love that. And you get such like a calm and beautiful spirit. And that's <laughs> definitely you. one of the things that have just kept me like following you, you know, not all the time we're able to be like consistent, but I just like always get this feeling about you. Like she's really a real one. So I do appreciate like what you share. And sometimes like I, I have to say these things publicly to you because sometimes you're touching people out there. You don't even realize like who you're touching, who you're inspiring. And a lot of people like they front And then they act like, oh, you didn't do anything for them. And it's just like, why be like that? Why carry out Mm -hmm. that type of energy? Um, I know I was uh, late today. So whenever you have to go, just feel free to (laughs) let me know. No, but I definitely like respect your time. So I do want to put that out there. Um, (laughs) So uh, recently on your social media, right? Mm -hmm. If I'm telling you one of the most things I'm like insecure about is like my boobs, right? is public knowledge (laughs) I haven't been like timid with my audience that like I've I've gotten like a breast reduction because they were like huge like huge girl yeah and you know that is definitely one of the things I've been most insecure about on myself you know and Mm -hmm. seeing your post the other day I was like I always thought you're beautiful but like you never know who like doesn't feel that way I guess everyone has their own type of like insecurities and everything Mm -hmm. but like seeing you share that post like it was so beautiful and I was like yes girl and I'm like (laughs) I love bear emojis under your thing but I was just like I was so like proud of you and like you know sometimes people like oh this girl's just trying to like hate her energy but like yeah as I said I've been someone that's following you for quite some time so I know for myself, that's not what you do. Like, and that was like something huge, right? Yeah. <laughs> what What led you? I know you spoke about it in your caption, mm-hmm. but just, you know, we're here now. What led you to just making that a moment to share with other women and whoever mm-hmm. to be touched by that and to embrace themselves regardless of yeah. what they've been through? So um, I have a three-year-old son and I feel like when us women have children, our body changes drastically for most of us not all of us have the luck where we like are really slim and we slim yeah. back down and you know your waist is tiny and again and all this. Yeah, yeah. that's not really real for most women there's women who have the luck and there's many majority who don't mm-hmm. and I didn't have that I gained a lot of weight I gained like 60 pounds when I had my son and my body I felt heavy um, I didn't feel as healthy you know I couldn't move as fast as I did at one point and I started working out I was like you know what definitely gonna take you know this very seriously because I don't want to be overweight I didn't want to be obese um nothing against people who are you know it's you all a life to be choice. healthier 
Yeah, but I wanted to look good for myself. I wanted to feel good. And I wanted to kind of like snap back into what I looked like before. So, um, you know, eventually I realized, okay, I'm never going to look exactly how I did at one point because the thickness stays, right? It yeah. just comes from childbirth. It's, it's, a, it's a matter of molding it, mold it yeah. into what looks good to you. Um, and I felt like, you know, I had, I have, I still have a, a, it's a fupa, right? That's what it's called, the fupa. Yeah, fupa. <laughs> yeah, I still have mine. And, you know, I've learned to embrace it. I learned that, you know, I'm a woman and I'm beautiful. And, um, you know, it definitely came with a lot of practice. It came with a lot of like programming of my own minds to not feel insecure or sometimes, you know, we don't feel confident. And sometimes it could be because we maybe don't have someone exteriorly who can remind us or is always telling us, but it's our job to do it for ourselves. Like I got to look at myself in the mirror and be like, you are beautiful. I'd be like, you are beautiful, bitch. I'd be telling myself. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'll be like, you are beautiful, bitch. I'm like, yes. look at you. I'll be looking at myself up and down. I'll be my own cheerleader. And I had to learn that you're not going to get that. You know, sometimes we're seeking validation from others. Mm. And you got to realize, like, it starts with you. It's always going to start with you because if people don't say nothing to you, what, you're going to let yourself get destroyed? You know, yeah. you, you, you're going to let your mind make you think that you're not worthy because other people are not telling you that? You got to tell yourself that. And that's where your confidence is going to stem from. And that's where you start building that foundation. And that's truly the norm. Like, you should be practicing self-love. But we live in such a toxic culture and society yeah. where it's like everyone is trying to push to you that if you love yourself too much, you're arrogant. Yeah. you're cocky you're overly confident well I love me like I can't love yeah. me like why why should I love you more than I love myself which is what most people expect exactly exactly people expect you to be so selfless for them they <laughs> think that you yeah. can't be selfish for yourself for you. it don't make sense you know mm-hmm. it's, it's crazy so um I've been learning to love myself um yeah. I'm learning you know I've been depressed I've I've had anxiety for like the longest I've dealt with a lot of you know we we, a lot of people are dealing with mental health issues and um you need to you need to rip you have to do the work personally to rip those chains off Ain't yes. nobody gonna come and save you. You could go see a counselor and a therapist and all they can do is guide you but guide you need, you. Do, you need to do the work. So that work comes with telling yourself, yo, I'm fired. Yo, I'm the baddest. Yo, I work hard. Yo, I'm amazing. Like you gotta tell yourself that, you know? No, I totally agree. And that's why I was saying, like, even that recent um project or the singles that Mary J. Blige has been like rolling out, mm-hmm. I really like, not that I haven't connected with of course is queen mjb like of course (laughs) but you know this one you know we've seen her transform and go through so much and Mm -hmm. you know she had the record good morning gorgeous which i like love and she's one of the Mm -hmm. older women that i'm kind of like i hope i can only pray that i look this fire when i get to this yeah (laughs) and like when she was on her media run and she was discussing it and she was like I had to look myself in the mirror and literally say to myself good morning gorgeous I love you and give herself all these positive affirmations and we're looking at her like Queen Mary you know so Mm -hmm. you never know like who has who's going through what and it's so important like you said for us to do it um, for ourselves so many times as women I feel like we base our like appearance and feeling in relationships and it's like 
it's not really something that, you know, I was taught to be like, oh, me, me, me. Like, it's kind of like a male, you do it for the male gaze, you know? So it was very important to like, learn those things for myself and shout out to all my YouTube girls that I love to watch and they like they help me feel better and you know learn these things and getting being able to speak with powerful women like you that are just transparent about you know what what they're going through yeah you mentioned motherhood and I know like before you used to like share more with your son so I wasn't like trying to like pry into your business or anything you know (laughs) or like with motherhood and being a serial entrepreneur and doing so much like how do you find that balance um luckily I feel like I have a lot of support around me um I have a beautiful mother who helps me um you know so he has his grandma around um my dad is around so he has you know grandpa around he has uncles he has you know just a lot of relatives (laughs) a lot of relatives that help you know um and I think having a good and a strong and a stable family like we're able to support each other like we know that somebody I could always lean on someone um if I'm in a situation where I'm like overwhelmed and I'm like hey can you like help me with him I have that um you know, I'm a single mom, so it could be a little challenging and from that yes. aspect, but then to have your family is definitely a blessing in itself. Um, but also like I have, my son is very calm and he's very obedient. And if you tell him to sit down, he'll sit down. So I couldn't like yeah. be working here right now and he can be in that couch playing his games yeah. and just, you know, so doing his thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you know, still he needs to be supervised. He's still three, very curious, yeah. you know, um, <laughs> very curious. <laughs> So, but you know, he's awesome. He's an amazing, amazing baby. Um, I love him to death. And yeah, I have the blessing, you know, like I said, family and him being just respectful and a good kid. I really love that. Mm-hmm. How 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 are you able not to lose yourself? I think and your like goals <laughs> and your dreams, yeah. you know? So I think you will lose yourself. I think mm. that's a part of the journey. You're going to go through moments where you're constantly finding yourself. You're constantly evolving. You're constantly shedding old skin in order to like grow into a different person. Mm. Like I, I constantly feel myself um, going through an evolution. So there's moments where I have to take a break. Like I'm like, okay, I'm overwhelmed with work. Like for example, um, for like the past two, three weeks, I've been disconnected from the computer as much as possible. I, ha- yeah. I, I probably answered my emails the most. I'd be on Instagram a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I try not to like do like there was a point where I would have conference calls back to back to back I would have meetings back to back to back I will literally like have to be managing a calendar like for the past two three weeks I have not been looking at a calendar so I've been like a little disconnected and I feel like that allows me to like take time to like think and you know find myself and to be spiritually in tune because sometimes you're here on these computers and you're getting lost and your mind is like just work 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 and you're almost working like a robot like a machine yeah and that's really scary and sometimes you just have to like slow down and find like okay I need a break right now because if not you will get lost and that's the thing you have to like pay attention to what your spirit your body is telling you there's gonna be moments where you don't feel like you're up for it you should respect that you know like you know like I mentioned earlier it's a lot about boundaries right setting boundaries saying hey I don't want to right now hey I need a rest right now hey I need a break hey I need to like sit and like maybe pray meditate a little bit so I can like connect with myself because I'm not feeling it you know um 
it's so easy to get lost. And I feel like, um, like I had mentioned earlier, you know, I went through depression for like maybe two, three years. Um, you get lost in those yeah. moments. You're lost yeah. when you're depressed. Your that mind dark is, space is no joke. It's, it's no not joke. a joke. Yeah. And you're kind of like in this dark hole. So you're lost right there. And you have to find your way to the light. You have to find your way to the top and be like, I can overcome this. I'm not letting this, I, I'm not letting this control me. I'm stronger than my mind. Yes. You have to, you have to do that. And, um, yeah, I'll say I went through constant situations like that. And it's just yeah. always staying positive and optimistic and God pray. Um, yes. You know, you have to have faith. Faith is really big. 1000%. percent. You know, uh, standard question that we do ask here at downtown world, you know, negativity mm-hmm. is literally all around us. Even when I go to the grocery store, they be trying me and I'm like, I'm just trying to get my groceries for this week, people. <laughs> And I would love to ask you, you know, what is a situation, you know, that you could definitely say it was negative, no questions asked about it, but you found a way not to waste any time with negativity. Yeah. Um, so I, I was in a situation where I went to a show um, very recently and it was like a podcast. It wasn't really like a podcast because it was actually at a radio station, but they have like their own podcast aside from the station um and I there were different guests there and you know there were different women in the space and I was getting like this weird animosity from them and mm-hmm. you know like you know little subliminals thrown through their message like while responding to the interviewer and a lot of like shadiness going on and then yeah. one of my friends was there with me so she ended up telling me like hey you managed that really well like the way you just like kind of swiped it to the side and kept moving and answering it with grace she yeah. she felt so inspired by that and she told me that she's like because I don't know how to manage that like I get too emotional she gets <laughs> too <right>. emotional yeah <laughs> she gets too emotional she's like you know I get too emotional like the way that you handle that like was just really like so mature like a leader like a true leader and yes. I'm like yes it's like you got to let them know that their message is irrelevant that they're literally invisible to me and I'm here to do what I came here to do and serve my purpose but there was a point where I was ratchet enough to respond to people. You get me? Yes. <laughs> there was a point yes. where I was, yeah, I could be Maybe very snappy. It. I could be very snappy, but then I'm like, you know what? This comes with maturity and enough experience from a professional aspect to know that certain things is like you handle it and handle it with grace, honey, you know? Yeah. Um, and I feel like, you know, um, that happens sometimes we're met with envy and jealousy and all kinds of things in the industry. Sometimes people are intimidated by your intelligence, mm. or sometimes it could even be because people are giving you too much attention. Mm-hmm. Like that happens, right? Like you walk mm-hmm. into a room and everybody's looking at you. Now you got people who don't like you. They don't even know mm-hmm. who you are. Mm-hmm. And be like, how can you dislike me? You don't even know who I am. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's yeah. kind of insanity, but it happens and it's sad. And like, you know, I mentioned earlier too, um, a lot of people are just projecting onto you. Um, people are kind of like just showing what they feel about themselves. And, you know, sometimes you're going to make people uncomfortable with your aura and with your light. So, yeah. mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. And just so y'all know, the light has not come up off of Nino because she got that. Okay. She got the that. Literally right. Literally, literally, <laughs> literally just speaks to you. Right. What, how many times do people make like the Nino reference to you? Nino um, Brown like reference. Nino Brown. Yeah. <laughs> um, all the time. Like it's, it's literally, it's literally, <laughs> 
<laughs> like, but you have a boss energy, so it like goes hand in hand, right? But like, how often? It's actually funny. There was a guy that was trying to talk to me, like at a yeah. I who he was, but um, we were like at a venue, and he was like, "What's your name?" I'm like, "Nino." He's like, "Like Nino Brown." <laughs> so, like he looked at me up and down, and he's like, "Oh, so you like a gangster like that?" And like the thing about me is, I have a certain aura that comes off very boss like. And sometimes men sense it. Like, yo, she got some real, like, yeah. OG status to her. <laughs> for real. I fucks with it, though. For real. <laughs> so it's so funny because when he got that, when he did that reaction, it's like, okay, I already know what you feel. <laughs> um, but yeah, that happens to me sometimes. Like, especially men. They be like, Nino, that's a male's name. Like, like I'm like, well, it's my name. So... <laughs> You're like squirrel. <laughs> right. <laughs> Try it. Yeah. No, I love it. And I do like similar to how you're speaking on like spells and spelling and like how, you know, it's literally like so important what we say. Names are like something that's like so important to me. So I kind of like, you know, I don't want to yeah. be in your DMs like cheesy asking you, like, so Nino Brash gonna be like black. So <laughs> <laughs> I think I saved it till a healthy time, but yeah, <laughs> that's dope. That's dope. Um, was your family thinking that when they named you Nino or is that like so my real name is Ninoska and it's Ninoska so everybody's been calling me Nino my whole life like they're like instead of saying Ninoska which is very hard for people my name is Russian so a lot of people don't really like know how to pronounce it well or people make all kinds of messes with the name they'll they'll butcher it like like butcher (laughs) butcher so I'll just be like you know what call me Nino um and then like I have certain people they'll be like not Nina not not (laughs) no I'm like no like with an O (laughs) yeah no that's dope and like I'm learning more and more like especially as like people in minority groups Mm-hmm. embracing our name and like not being ashamed and like you know just bringing it forth to people and correcting them when they're wrong like so many times you know I remember in school the attendance they're like butchering my name I'm just like okay just call me Kay because yeah. I can't even I can't even bother exactly. <laughs> so uh, another thing I want to ask you I got carried away in conversation with you but how did you get started in journalism was it something yeah. like earlier on you could say you're in high school part like school yeah. paper or something like yes, what was happening girl. so you think you you did some research because how you know that I care about who I speak with <laughs> oh, how you know I did that like yeah I definitely I got inspired by um so when I was in 10th grade I had an English teacher her name was Miss Holmes she was super dope I think it's really important to have you know black teachers um you know black and Hispanic teachers teachers that represent who you are um and they represent your community because when they speak to you you listen more right it's like okay you understand me you know where I'm coming from versus sometimes you know there could be a disconnect with white teachers and you know um either biracial kids or just you know students of color right so um you know having a, a black female teacher tell me you should look into journalism. It really made me feel like, what is journalism, you know? Yeah. And I started doing my research. Um, and this all happened because I had written an article, like a newspaper article based off a book called A Tree Grows in Brooklyn. It's a really good book about um, a Jewish girl who grows up in Brooklyn and her experience with her family and so forth. And then um, 
when she read the article, um, she was like, you write really well. You should look into journalism. So I started doing my research. I started liking photojournalism. I'm also a, a photographer. So I yeah. love photography. Um, and I love cameras. I just, yeah. I was like, you know what? I want to travel. I want to work with National Geographic. And I know, love I- Anthony Bourdain. He is life to me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was like, I want to travel the world and take pictures of beautiful cities and landscapes and stuff like that. Yeah. And then eventually, by the time I was a senior, um, I started falling in love with news. And I was like, I want to be a newscaster. I want to work on like Univision or, or Telemundo, like, yeah. you know, like the anchors that are like on these Spanish networks. Um, and then when I went to college, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna pick up broadcasting. My school offered it, had a studio. Um, we also had a radio station on campus. So I was just involved in the communication department, like yeah. fully, like I was leading there as a student. Everybody knew me. I was cool with all my professors. I was always in there editing, doing work, um, and really just crafting my skills. And then from there, I became the programming manager of 99.5 FM, which is a radio station in South Florida. And while I was a program director there, I was only 18 years old with my, with my own show, um, teaching people how to use the whole board, how to use the softwares, and also having like one of the top shows on the station. So I was like, okay, you know, I'm training people. I know how to do this. Um, how, how can I also monetize outside of just the station? I also started working in the nightlife, working in the nightlife in Miami. I kind of brought like the station and nightlife together, um, throwing dope events in like different clubs downtown and, you know, kind of like promoting the station through it. Um, You know, I just found different ways to kind of like bring our events and our station together in order to like promote it throughout the Miami community. Um, and then just from there being in radio, I ended up eventually becoming an intern doing cinematography work with a Netflix filmmaker. Um, and then like, I was just like learning film at that point, doing radio, going to school full time, just doing a lot. Um, and I was yeah. really like, yeah. And then from there moved to New York after I graduated college. And that's when I started uh, co-producing at Eat at the Table and became a cast member there. Um, and then from there, things kind of just started taking off in the New York market for me. That's beautiful. And, yeah. you know, when we think about like our OGs, Wendy Williams, to me, she's still mm-hmm. OG in this. I'm not going to like discredit yeah. it, you know, <laughs> and I think about yeah. even her story of like going back and forth between the markets, like with Philly and New York and like mm-hmm. understanding like what a shift you know, that was especially for women in the industry that had a lot to say, you know, so hearing you shed light on that, I know, like, it wasn't easy, but you were definitely killing it. Yeah, yeah, you got to make those opportunities for yourself, though, like, for example, um, I got into the New York market, technically, through my ex, my, my, my child's father, like, he had a friend that was working in production and introduced me to it here in New York, and then from there, it was like, relationship after relationship relationship yeah and then it's like you know that networking stuff is really it's real (laughs) yeah really big key so um you know things just took off little by little eventually my name became more known I started getting phone calls from like really like dope big industry folks and they're like yo your room your name is being mentioned in all these kind of rooms and I'm like oh what (laughs) yeah (laughs) and that's an amazing feeling yes it was it definitely was and it has been and um 
we're gonna keep working you know 1000 percent. i i highly doubt this this is not the last you're just gonna be going growing so i'm i'm more than blessed that i was able to have this conversation <laughs> today you. you know what is one of the things you would say you love the most about journalism and that keeps you now in 2022 and beyond being in that space mm-hmm. um what I love about journalism is the ability of expression. Um, I am very expressive. I'm very talkative. I love, you know, like I mentioned earlier, I love sharing knowledge, which as a journalist, you're like, you're a storyteller, you're an yeah. information seeker, you're a researcher. Um, you have to be very accurate with your information. I love current events. I love following news and politics and what's going on with the yeah. world. And I'm such a digger. Like I like the deepness of things. I'm like, yeah. what's going on? I'm like, it's not, it's not just this that's showing me. Like there's more yeah. to it. You know, um, I'm not really our shit. That's I mean, reading between like, the lines of everything, girl, I'd be like, yeah, you said this, but it's this. You don't it really know. It's real. <laughs> like, being super conscious. For real, for real. Um, so, because I love that, I love current events. Um, I just, you know, I'm always looking for information. I think that's the biggest part that drives me. It's something that's mm-hmm. enjoyable to me. I love, you know, I'm very intelligent and I like intelligent people. So sometimes I'm sitting around people and they know a lot of information and you want to be able to keep up with the conversation. You know, like sometimes you don't want to be that person. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm out of the yeah. loop. Like, no, you need to go learn about that because it's important, you know? Yeah. Um, Thanks. So, you know, I like being in spaces where like I have knowledge of knowledgeable peers and friends and you know we can talk about things like as and things that are of substance I like substantial things that make sense you know so So, I asked asked you something current you know I do have another podcast show that I do with my co-host but um, I'm a huge nerd when it comes to like the podcasting space and Mm -hmm. the nerdy news that will come behind that of course we've seen what's been happening with like Joe Rogan India Irie in like you know, just everything that's been happening, Spotify, how they're handling the situation. Um, just what are some of your thoughts on that? Um, I'm actually not really that knowledgeable with what happened with Joe Rogan. I just know that he had like made like some racial remarks about yeah. um, black people and he yeah. had like mentioned going into a neighborhood, if I'm correct, yeah. and like saying something yeah. about monkeys or apes. Yeah. Or Planet like that. of the apes, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's all I saw, but I don't really know what has been like the 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 clapback on that. Like I've kind of that I've kind of been a little bit uh, out of the loop on. Um, reason why I'm kind of like honestly, it's exhausting. Like hearing um, always something racial coming out, and it's starting yes. to become very draining on like even my mental. Where I'm like, look, at this point, it's like just don't consume certain things because people are gonna say a lot of things, and we can try to shut them down as much as possible. But like, for example, from what I know, that Joe Rogan clip was older, possibly, yeah. right? It was an yeah. older clip. A lot of people are like digging and finding all these archived videos, and a lot of things are gonna come out to the surface. That's kind of yes. inevitable. There's a, gonna, yeah, there's a lot of people. The bigger you get, what, yeah. Yeah, a lot of people are going to say things that are not correct or, you know, that are very insulting, like what he said. Um, but then it's like, what are you going to do? Like, are you going to shoot him? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what are we going to exactly. do? We could cancel him. But even canceling him, like, he it's still has his solution. audience. Yeah. It's, he still has his audience that are going to rock with him no matter what. Like, like yeah. that happened with, with so many people. So How many, many people we try to cancel? Cancel. And, <laughs> right? And, and they, have they just went to their private island. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, look, like, 
it sucks and it's unfortunate, but I also do protect people's ability to express themselves. And people yes. are going to share certain things that don't sound right, but they have the right to say it at the end of the day, no matter whether you like it or not, they do. But um, it's still insulting. I don't agree with it. Um, I don't agree with his comment, but I don't consume his stuff. So I don't yeah. care for him. You know, like he yeah. doesn't make money off of me. me. Um, yeah. So it's like, if you don't like it, just don't consume it. That's how yeah. I really feel. Facts. You know? Facts. Um, one of the last questions I'll ask you before I let you go, uh, you, mm-hmm. spoke, you spoke on mental health, which is like hugely important, especially now mm-hmm. with everything going on in the world. And it's something that none of us have ever gone through before, unless you were like alive around world war ii or something you know and i love to ask you what are one of the ways you know you practice self-care in your life because you have motherhood you have your business you have your personal life you just be eating fruit mind your business girl (laughs) so what are one of the ways you practice self-care in your life um i get sunlight i like sunlight a lot um (laughs) sunlight is very important for your skin but it's important for um just for your growth your mental health as well um, I do go to spas sometimes. I'll go get a facial. I like foot massages, um, you know, like things that make me feel relaxed. I love napping, man. Like sometimes you just got to take a good old nap and you just got to <laughs> let go. You just got to let go of that rest, boy. Yes. And like put your phone on silent. Anybody calls, I'll, I'll talk to you later when I'm up. <laughs> Yes. You know, um, I like a good old nap. I, you know, exercising is self-love and it's self-care. You know, um, don't let yourself go. Don't let yourself get obese. Don't let yourself get, you know, all greasy inside. Like, you know, like yeah, take, care of, take care of your veins, you know, take care of the, your blood circulation. Just take care of everything internally because it's not just physical. It's also internal. That's what health is. Um, you know, eat good because what you consume is definitely going to affect the way you think, you know? Um, So yeah, you know, take care of your body chemistry. Um, And I do a lot of those things. I just pay attention to all my exterior factors and what's outside. And I make sure I could control as much as possible in order for me to be in a peaceful state, but also in a healthy state, you know? No, I love that. So last question I'll ask you here today, you know, what is one of the most like misconceived things about you? You feel like people like assume and we're going to dead that today. Liz, we're like, it's not true. <laughs> Let's dead it today. Um, some people think I'm cocky. Some people think I'm arrogant. Some people think um, I'm a bitch. Um, some yeah. people, yeah, people think all kinds of things about me. And um this is the thing about humans. Everybody's going to have a perception of you. Some people, you're going to be the kindest. You're going to be a sweetheart. You're going to be an angel. Some people are going to think negative things about you. And honestly, my opinion is who cares? Thanks. You're going to rock with who you rock with and y'all going to bond if y'all bond. If that's what your, your, your connection was meant to be, it will be that. If the person did not like you, maybe they, they're not just meant, they're not meant to be around you. Yeah. Um, you know, some people... But like I said, they, they don't have this misconception that I'm mean just because my face, like I have like a resting bitch face. Like if I'm walking and I don't smile at you, you might think I'm mean. Yeah. Like, um, I'm not mean. I'm really nice. Like if we sit here and talk, <laughs> if we sit here and talk, yeah. we have a good conversation. But, you know, like at the moment, I'm just not smiling. And it is yeah. what it is, you know? Yeah. Um, 
so like I said, you know, people are going to have all kinds of perceptions and misconceptions about you. And it's not your job to, to, to confirm to them whether it's true or not. If they feel that, let them feel that and just move along, you know? <laughs> no, I, I love that so much. Yeah. I would love for you to let everyone know, you know, what is the best way to get in contact with you? And also mm-hmm. we're normalizing how you prefer to be contacted. Cause I know, I don't know if your roster is full now or not, but people need your help because you do the yeah. damn thing. So where can they find you? And we're normalizing yeah. how you prefer to be approached. Um, so you guys can definitely hit me up on Instagram. I think that's where I'm usually most active and engaging, which is everyone. Um, I definitely have built my own community of like network based through social media. Um, so you can find me on LinkedIn as well at Ninoska Reyes. If you look for Nino Reyes, I'm sure you'll find me. Um, on Instagram, it's NRE period 24, or you can just type Nino Reyes. You can also Google me. If you Google and Nino Reyes, my YouTube will show up. Um, just different articles will show up, um, you know, images. And through there, you can also find me as well um, because you'll find my handles somewhere throughout those. Yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely just, you know, connect with me online. Um, I do have my email attached to my Instagram. So if you're ever trying to book something or if you want to request a consultation or you have an inquiry, um, you can just write to me to my email, which is also ravermedia at gmail.com. Um, yeah, and that's pretty much that. <laughs> no, I love that. Thank you so much, Nino, just for your time and all the fruit that you gave today. You definitely chose not to waste any time with negativity <laughs> and you definitely ate fruit minded your business. You. So I want to like, thank you so much. And um, being that, you know, I'm all about women positivity for mm-hmm. real. I would love for you to just end this conversation for us tonight. I'm not even going to say nothing after you talk and just whatever's on your spirit, because I just, something's telling me to just say that. So whatever's on your spirit, you just say it and share with the people. Yeah. So um, a message I will send to everyone is, you know, follow your path, follow your dream. Um, listen to God. Praise God. Although a lot of people are non-believers, there's always something much bigger than you. And we all do have a superior. Um, and that must always be sacred and respected. You know, take your education seriously, as well as your spiritual health and, you know, your spiritual education. Study about it. Study different religions. Study spirituality. But also, you know, become educated in whatever profession it is that you choose that you're interested in. Make sure that you craft you master something, um, you know, like I mentioned earlier, there's so many skills that are needed. Make sure that you're, you're getting those skill sets in. Yes. Make sure, because this is where the money comes. These are things that I'm teaching you in order for you to become wealthy, for you to become a successful being here on earth. Yes. Um, and it becomes with internally mastering yourself, but also mastering some form of craft. Um, so, you know, finding that thing that you love, do it, be great at it, um, and constantly learn more and more about it, because that's where you'll really start to like master everything you do. Um, and then I would say, you know, spiritual hygiene, always big key, you know, make sure you know who you're surrounding yourself with, um, make sure that you're finding a circle that fits the the version of you that you envision becoming those are the kinds of people you need to be around right like if you out here in the hood if you out here you know 
chilling on the block and you want to be this successful, wealthy millionaire, then maybe you need to remove yourself from the block and go hang out with some people who are working to become millionaires or are already millionaires. So these are things that you need, right? Um, those are some examples. But um, yeah, that's all I wish everybody. I wish everyone a lot of health, a lot of peace, a lot of happiness. Um, and you want to take care of your mental health. Downtown, hey!